0: up front on The Voice of America. I'm Jackson Vungani. Thank you for joining us today. A group of world leaders are meeting in Uganda's capital Kampala for the 19th summit of the non-aligned movement.
1: We, the non-aligned countries, have chosen to be not to participate
0: or to take part or to be impartial in what was the uh, Cold War at the time. Uganda's state minister for foreign affairs, Henry Okelo Oryem. The Congolese artist is using his art to highlight the issue of child labor in the Democratic Republic of the Congo's mining industry. The
2: people were doing all this child labor, like it, it's, it's just not. It wasn't like really, really beautiful for me to actually like experience as a Congolese that I felt like I had to talk about that
0: story, and that's literally the one that started the whole thing. Rafael Bahindwa is a young award-winning artist best in Atlanta. Says that the Democratic Republic of Congo, that's DRC, is one of the world's most resource rich countries with vast reserves of minerals such as coltan, but it's faced with numerous challenges, including the widespread use of child labor in both the formal and informal mining sector. But first, let's hear from you, our listeners. The term black tax originated in South Africa, and it refers to the financial responsibility faced on many family members who experience what is known as upward mobility. That's you make it in life. And when you do that, you have the responsibility to help out your relatives who are less fortunate. Often it's the successful person who is the first one in their family or a poor family to graduate from college or attain a high-paying job so as we start off the new year we wanted to find out from you if this was a common practice in other parts of africa here is what you said
3: actually it's once or twice a month me receiving money or sending both ways i should say yes so if i make it in life i would still love if i would send my my relatives back home some money, at least they could make plans and budget for themselves, rather than me, by buying them something and sending it to them. They'll still expect to get money from me, because we still believe in money, and that's our behavior. We believe in money.
0: I send money to my relatives and friends whenever they need it. I don't know how many times in a month or a year, the last time I received money from my relatives, is when I was at school. I used to receive money in terms of fees and pocket money.
3: I usually send money to my family and relatives once a month, and I don't really necessarily expect them to give back any money to me, so I hardly receive money from my relatives. And I just feel that... Once you've made it in life, once you've made it successfully, it's always a good gesture to always appreciate each and every single person that just stood by you, especially family.
1: radio in full effect. Up
2: front, up front, let go!
1: Yo, 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 you are listening to Up Front on The Voice of America. You hear me? With Jackson Vugani.
0: Thanks to all of you for sending in your opinions to the question of the week. This is Upfront on The Voice of America. I'm Jackson Vonganyi. And let's start off in Kampala, Uganda, where a number of world leaders are meeting for the 19th summit of the non-aligned movement. The movement is a group of states that are not formally aligned with or against any major power bloc. It was created during the Cold War as a response to the bipolar division of the world, into the Eastern and the Western Bloc, the Western Bloc led by the United States and the Eastern Bloc led by the Soviet Union. The week-long gathering headed by Uganda's President Yoeri Museveni will address a number of global issues while promoting cooperation among member states. For more on being, I reached Uganda's State Minister for Foreign Affairs, Henry Okelo Oryem, and he tells me that while the geopolitical landscape has evolved since its Cold War inception, he says that the non-allied movement continues to exist as a forum for dialogue and cooperation among its member nations while emphasizing the importance of respecting the sovereignty and territorial integrity of all countries. The relevance of, of NAM is that NAM
1: was established by countries uh, who are in the, in the southern hemisphere and people who, are, who, are, uh, who started well, during the uh, Cold War, when you had the eastern countries and the western countries uh, uh, going through what was called the Cold War, and we, the non-aligned countries, are chosen to be, uh, not not, uh, not to participate or to take part or to be impartial in what was the uh, Cold War at the time. Mm. Our, our, our view was that uh, they, uh, the Cold War was polarizing, the Cold War was alienating uh, uh, countries and the Cold War was uh, the reversing development and the Cold War was amongst things uh, not uh, 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 creating equality and uh, justice to, to other countries who were not part of the the, the, the two big uh, powers that were fighting the Cold War.
0: Okay. Now, there have been some questions surrounding the non-aligned movement's ability to adapt to the changing geopolitical landscape especially after the end of the Cold War and some say that uh, the movement has become less relevant how do you address these questions uh, about its relevance well that is partly true
1: of other true that's why we are glad that finally the leadership under President Museveni very progressive revolutionary leader long-term and very experienced in the international matters And uh, uh, with uh, highly respected in the region, highly respected the the world over, we think that this is the time for President Busevay to redirect, redirect now for what it stood, make it uh, more visible, make it uh, more assertive, make it feel in the international world order and uh, let it be on the, on the high table with uh, the other key players. The okay. world is changing. Uh, the We as NAM uh, countries are the demanding for, to, to be highly respected, our, our sovereignty and independence to be respected, and hence uh, we're glad that this has come at a time when uh, Uganda is in leadership, and I'm sure that President Museveni will be able to re- regain or, re- or establish uh, a new uh, NAM, a site that has not been seen for many years.
0: Now, how does the non-aligned movement handle conflicts among its member states? What are some of the mechanisms that you have uh, within this conference?
1: Well, we, we handle conflicts uh, like all, all other conflicts in the world over. Uh, all, all countries around the world over have regional, uh, regional regional, organizations and regional mechanisms in resolving their problems. And we expect the regional mechanisms to be the, the front line in dealing with the uh, uh, conflicts amongst uh, 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 these non-aligned countries. So, like, like, uh, like in other places, and uh, before it escalates to the higher forum required in the United Nations and other key players, we normally expect the uh, local, uh, the regional, the regional uh, 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 organisations to be able. Uh, to be the front line in dealing with uh, with the resolution of conflict.
0: And how does the the movement engage with other international organizations? uh, Talk to us a little bit in details in terms of uh, engaging with uh, organizations like the United Nations to promote uh, principles that contribute to discussions on uh, global issues.
1: First of all, we're all members of the United Nations. And this particular number will be attended by the Secretary-General of the UN. Most of the principles behind the number and uh, that set up the numb and set up uh, 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 the G77. It's no more or less no difference from uh, the UN uh, uh, principles on human rights, uh, on uh, equality and of, 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 of justice for, for human beings, on the issue of democracy and the principle of democracy, and so on and so forth, just like it's in the UN chapter. So we are uh, very far off from. Uh, 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 from the UN Charter, uh, but more or less it uh, emphasizes and, and is based on, on implementing uh, what has been uh, the basic principle
0: of the UN Charter. We are chatting with Uganda State Minister for Foreign Affairs, Mr. Henry Okelo-Oryem. Now, the, the, the movement was started uh, almost, what, 70 years ago now, sometime in, uh, in 1955. How would you say it has changed over the years?
1: i think i think now the the, the dynamics uh it is going i think num is going to change a lot Nam uh, will change henceforth uh, because of the new uh, t- uh leadership that are coming in place um uh, most of the leadership are, who were uh you know so were not the leaders at the time of independence or, no, or did not participate uh, at, uh in in the struggle for independence or even not were not even in leadership at the time of the uh, cold war or and so they are not touched really, by uh, the, the 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 Cold War, they are not very conversant with uh, the Kelly, what, what the Cold War wants? Uh, so I think they're going to bring in uh, a new uh, dynam- dynamism uh, on how the uh, the uh, NAM-, Nam should move forward and be more progressive. Uh, address contemporary uh, issues of climate change and deal issues of um, uh, uh, digitalization de- Dealing with issues of trade and uh, and investment, and the world over, the, the modern and contemporary issues that are being uh, dealt with these days, I think that is the way now will move forward uh, due to the uh, new group of leadership that are now in place and were not there at the
0: time of mm. And what is the significance of the of the fact that it's being held in Uganda and that President Museven is taking a leadership role of this uh, organization? We thank God that it's taking place in Uganda, for many years. And until recently, there has been a good conception,
1: particularly from the West, that uh, about Uganda, Africa, and the region, as if uh, the, the country is infested with disease, wars, and all kinds of, of conflicts. I think that the international attention now being put in Uganda and the amount of delegations that come to Uganda will give us an opportunity to showcase Uganda to the world for what it is full of beauty, natural beauty, full of a friendly atmosphere. And, and, and a country which is secure for both investment, tourism, and, 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 and visits, as opposed to the picture uh, portrayed by some Western countries and by some Western press as a, as a country you should never even touch or, or, or visit. Otherwise, you'll get some sickness or disease that will never be cured, or you'll be killed on the road, or, or, or because there's always conflict in this country. Uganda is a freedom country, a kind of peace. In, in, the, in the region uh, with the fantastic climate and opportunities for investment uh, uh, and uh, better than, than more, most countries. So this type of showcase in our country is really what it stands for.
0: What are some of the global events currently that happened in the last couple of years that kind of precipitated the resurgence of the non-aligned movement? What is this in response to?
1: I think, I think uh, currently what is happening uh, uh, following the, the last two days uh, Nam has been, uh, has been uh, particularly, uh, uh, the, the debate, the debate for the last two days, and the participation of the last two days has been issues relating to Israel and, and Palestine. This is a contemporary issue which is discussed at all for us, and has also been discussed heavily and extensively in, uh, in Nam, uh, in the senior official meeting the last two days. And I think it will dominate the meeting up to the end of uh, until the summit level. They're also dealing with issues of, of human rights, issues of, uh, of democracy, issues of climate change. Uh, 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 so these are the different the, the issues that uh, are being dealt with and is at the core of discussion in NAM.
0: Mr. Minister, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. Thank you very much. I wish you the best. Thank you very and much. And you're welcome. New me thank you so much. That was Uganda's State Minister for Foreign Affairs, Henry Okelo Oryem. I reached him in Kampala, Uganda. This is Upfront on The Voice of America. I'm Jackson Vunganyi. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Around the clock, the voice of America keeps you in touch with the latest news. Tune in at the top of every hour, every day of the week. For the 5-Minute VOA Newscast.
3: We bring you reports from our correspondents and interviews with newsmakers from around the globe.
0: Give us 5 minutes and we'll give you the
3: world. VOA, your trusted source for news and information.
0: back. This is Upfront on the Voice of America. (music) Congolese visual artist Rafael Bahindua moved from Kinshasa to Atlanta to further his education in the art at the world-famous Savannah College of Art and Design. And a year later, Bahindua's hard work won him recognition as Atlanta's Artist of the Year. He says that he wants to use his latest exhibit, titled Little Kings, to advocate and bring awareness to the issue of child labor and the plight of thousands of young Congolese children working in the DRC's informal and formal mining industry. Bahindo starts off by telling us some of the artists that inspire him.
2: Man, a lot of artists from different cultures. Definitely Japanese uh, artists. Uh, Masashi Gishimoto, uh, Takashi Murakami, Jean-Michel Basquiat. If you guys heard about Jean-Michel, is one of my... Top favorite, actually, because it's that one guy who just, like, as, as a black person, that inspired you to just see that one black guy who actually went there and make, made it. It just makes you feel like you can actually do it to <laughs> Dali. The thing that really inspired me about Dali was his uh, surrealism. So that was, like, I think my three inspirations, Japanese arts, uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat and Dali.
0: So, Rafael, we are here in your studio here in Atlanta Uh, you're showing us your new exhibit, Little Kings. Talk to us about what inspired you to start this exhibit and what you want people to know about the conditions of young people that are working in the mining industry in the DRC.
2: Little Kings is a series that I started in 2020 uh, during the pandemic because I really wanted to talk about this. Because during the pandemic, I really had to sit down and search more about the Colton and all those minerals that we have back home and no, like during my research, I realized that the people, the the people who are doing all this child labor, like it, it's it's just not. It wasn't like really, really beautiful for me to actually like experience as a Congolese that I felt like I had to talk about that story, and that's literally the one that started the whole thing. And this painting is just we were talking about earlier about like suffering, them asking for help. This one it was like this little movement, this little action that just showed that. We are going through it, you know. Just him holding his head and he being his entire body being in a frame. It can definitely tell you like a little bit of sadness, which is like a big sadness actually yeah. that's going on right I now. I see the sadness in
0: the face of this young man. Oh yeah, I buildings, yeah, are these high rises. They are high rises, yeah. What that's the good. Connection here?
2: The connection here is just like, you know, those kids are the one building the cities that we see all over the world because we have a very important mineral back home. If you guys know about it, the Colton is just something that's building city all over the places that I feel like I had to add it there because you're seeing the sadness but you're seeing buildings. It's a powerful. It is, place. man, it is. And the fact that it's just like this, yeah. the one doing the kind of like the the dirty job yeah. to, yeah. yeah, to get it. Carrying
0: so our phone, cell phones, Carrying the cell phones, the
2: Teslas. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> this one turned away his face Exactly from, from the building. Is there a symbolism to that? The symbolism is
2: just like they don't know what to do, honestly, because they need help from us. Yeah. And they kinda like turned away from us. It's just like another way to show sadness, right? It's like I ask for help. You guys I feel like you guys don't understand what's going on here, I turn my back. Yeah. That's what I wanted to show because like right here you sing sadness. This all serious about really sadness yeah. and how I can express yeah. it.
0: Bazabana, I guess the Bazabana
2: is in Lingala, like, you know, Bazabana is they are kids. So, this series is just to let people know hey, they are kids, they are the future of our country. Look at what's going on, and they are asking for help. Yeah. Right here, you can see Help Us. Yeah. You can see all those big logos, which Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, the dollar sign, you know, LG, Apple, all those big companies are the ones using those minerals that are very important for. The world, you know, and the one who are taking all those, you know, or yeah. doing all those dirty job for yeah. kids. And Bazaar is just to tell people, hey,
0: yeah. they're really kids. Hey, yeah. be careful out there, you right. know. This oh, surrealism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're talking about, this young man is flying over like a city a landscape.
2: A city landscape.
0: Yeah.
2: Yep. What,
0: nah, what, what are you trying to capture
2: with this one? I'm trying to express freedom. Mm. Like, if I really got to think about those kids having freedom, I... I see them like fly around. This is the the way I express freedom. It's like flying around those cities that, in my opinion, they help build somehow, and they're flying over to just express the freedom that they are free. You know, this is just like a dreamy, you know, it didn't happen yet but if it happened this is a feel like what those kids are dreaming about that we are big we can be so free that we can just fly
3: yeah.
2: and i wanted to kind of like show in a space right here another one here with the, that yeah. oh, background yeah. of the cityscape this one i really wanted to mimic bazabana yeah. i wanted to kind of mimic that same type of vibe by going a little bit larger yeah. and then have a you know, a background in the bag. What back. are
0: they holding in their
2: hands? He's holding, like, the globe. It's, <laughs> like, a very abstract version of yeah. the globe, like a very dark globe, and he's holding it in his hand to show that this is... This is and if you really look at it, it's mm. the African, uh, you know, this is the, the shape right there. Right. And he's holding it to protect it. And this one is the first time you show an adult
0: yep. in this series. Yep. I see an adult carrying the, the, yep. the little child... And the cityscape still in the background, what is the relationship between these two uh, uh, these two people in this in this story it's to show that the
2: adults in our country cares too mm-hmm. you know they cares about our kids, but sometimes they don 't know what to do because they need They're i feel powerless. like they are powerless because if you if you look at many things that 's going on like the elders they, they know it they, they feel it, but sometimes they don 't have much power to help their own kids yeah, you know change. to create a change yeah, for them yeah. so I feel like just to put them in a piece it's a way to show that it's not just about kids it's about the people too because yeah. they feel powerless and that's a that's a tragic thing for a human being to feel yeah, powerless absolutely. you know
0: being powerless,
2: it's yeah, uh, that's it's that's that a, a good,
0: that's good that's thing, thing. <laughs> this is the mother it looks like yeah. she's walking <clears throat> walking in the mine helping yep. the young man um, as we know, these mines also, as much as they have the kids, they also have yeah. adults in there. Exactly. Yeah. This is actually like a real story.
2: Uh, this is Mama Natalie and her son, King. Her son actually named King. Wow. And I wanted to give this real story because this one is an image of Mama Natalie and her kids actually doing, working in the mine, in the mine doing that dirty job, yeah. you know. So I wanted to capture that one moment of Mama Natalie and her son kick. Mama Natalie
0: also looks very
2: helpless. Very, very thing. helpless and she's obligated to do it. You know, it's not just kids who are doing it. It's like his mother's is Fathers, grandfathers, his babies in the house, is everybody who doing that and it's not, it's not, it's not a cool thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And you, you title this one, c'est notre terre, I mean, in French. It's notre terre. It's our land. It's our land. Yeah. it's our land. It's our land and we have to say and we have to recognize it and we have to let people know that all those minds is from us. Yeah. And c'est notre terre. It's our, it's our land. Yeah. You cannot just like, you know, take it and make our kids suffer. Like you know, it just doesn't it doesn't look good.
0: Rafael, this is a very <laughs> powerful series, man. Man, I really do you like appreciate so you. I really reading. appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is for us,
2: man. Yeah. I'm really doing it for Absolutely. us, really. Absolutely,
0: keep up the great work. Thank Are you. you. to take this on the road at some point. Really, yep. Around the US? No,
2: we have to. Yeah. Not even around the U.S. Everywhere, like Germany, uh, London, France. Italy, everywhere yeah, yeah. in the world, I want to bring all it. All those
0: cities that are everywhere, benefiting from everywhere.
2: China, Korea, yeah. Japan, yeah. everywhere, everywhere I want to bring it because it's it's a goal for every artist to yeah. bring the story from your your home, yeah. you know, all over the place.
0: Have you thought of what you're going to do next after this series? Oh,
2: man, we're just <laughs> going to focus on this, ther- this series a little this bit time. more because yeah. until those kids are not free, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to, like, stop painting them, yeah. you know. I'm going to sure. keep doing
0: it. For sure. No, I thank you. If there's ever been a, a term activist art, I think this oh, really man. qualifies for
2: that. And Jean-Michel you know, Basquet is
0: an example.
2: Yeah, like, we were talking absolutely. about him. He's like that one inspiration. Absolutely. No, thank, thank you. No, thank you so much. Yes.
0: I really Thank appreciate you. It. you so mm-hmm. That was Congolese visual artist Rafael Bahindwa. He was talking about his latest exhibit titled Little Kings that is currently showing in Atlanta, Georgia. This is Upfront on The Voice of America. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. VOA Africa
1: is your trusted source for news, sports, entertainment and music. Stay engaged with VOA Africa. We love to hear your voice. You can call us 24/7 on WhatsApp and leave a message. Leave comments, requests or greetings. We may play your message on VOA Africa. Dial the international code +1 then, 202-258-3076. The VOA Africa is always happy to hear your voice. The number again is the international code plus one. Then, 202-258-3076.
0: Welcome back. This is Upfront on the Voice of America I'm Jackson Vungani. A new report by Human Rights Watch says that 2023 was a consequential year for human rights suppression and wartime atrocities, especially in the Horn of Africa. The rights group blames regional blocs and the international community for not doing enough to protect civilians. VOA's Nairobi bureau chief Mariama Diallo has more on this report.
3: Governments in the Horn of Africa dealt with large-scale humanitarian crises in 2023. With no checks on abuses in Sudan and Ethiopia, civilians withstood the worst of atrocities committed in the name of war, the report by Human Rights Watch says. Letitia Bader is a deputy director in the Africa Division at the Rights Group. We saw blatant flouting of very basic laws of war, human rights law by governments. In Sudan, a war that broke out last April between the Sudanese army and the paramilitary rapid support forces has killed thousands and displaced millions of civilians, sparking a humanitarian crisis. The report says the warring parties repeatedly used heavy weapons in densely populated areas and that instead of treating this crisis as a priority, influential governments and regional bodies have pursued short-term gains at the expense of rights-driven solutions. Time and again, we saw how there was limited diplomatic willingness at the regional level, but also at the international level, to really press for the sort of accountability which is needed to end these cycles of impunity. Several countries including the United States and Saudi Arabia tried to broker ceasefires in Sudan but weren't successful. In Ethiopia, after parties to the conflict in the northern part of the country signed a secession of hostilities agreement in late 2022, which Bader says resulted in improvement in the human rights and humanitarian situations in parts of Tigray, the limited international efforts to promote meaningful accountability and an end to abuses, quickly dissipated, the report says. Over the last six months in particular, we've seen um, a deteriorating rights situation and fighting in the Amhara region. Again, we are seeing the impact on the civilian community. We've documented cases of of, of extrajudicial killings, sexual violence, but also the, the devastating impact that this ongoing cycles of fighting is having on civilians' ability to access basic care. Fighting erupted in Tigray in late 2020 after the Tigray People's Liberation Front attacked army bases across the region. The attacks initially overwhelmed the federal military, which later mounted a counter-offensive alongside Eritrean soldiers and forces from the neighboring region of Amhara. In 2021 alone, 5.1 million Ethiopians became internally displaced, a record for the most people internally displaced in any country in any single year at the time, according to the Council on Foreign Relations. Mariam Majalu, VOA News, Nairobi.
0: And with that, we come to the end of our show today. Many thanks to our guests and to you for tuning in. Remember to connect with us on our social media platforms, At VOA Africa, we are on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube, where you can watch our videos. Remember to like, to share, and to subscribe. Until next time, I'm Jackson Vunganyi in Washington, wishing you a great week ahead, Africa.
1: Hello, I am Chiniru Afo in Washington. Starting next week, VOA Africa brings you Africa in Brief, roundups of the latest news from across the continent. We'll start your day off with the news you need when you need it. Find Africa in Brave at 0400, 0500, and 0600 UTC, wherever you listen to your favorite VOA Africa radio programs.
0: Has social
3: media improved your life, or is it more of a distraction? We'd love to hear from you. You can call us 24-7 on WhatsApp and leave a message we may play your message on VOA Africa. Dial the international code plus one, then two zero two two five eight three zero seven six. The number again: plus one two zero two two five eight three zero seven six. Can't wait to. Hear